Welcome back to the Parbar Podcast. Today we're continuing our journey through church history. And if you're just tuning into this episode for the first time, there's two more before it. And as a reminder, the primary reason why I'm doing this is to keep the parents uh, up to speed with what our children are being taught here at church. And today we're talking about, we're continuing the story uh, after the fall of the temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD. And I start, I start with telling the story of a guy named Pliny. Pliny was a Roman governor in Bithynia, which is northern in northern modern-day Turkey. And Pliny noticed that his city was filling up with Christians. He's known as Pliny the Younger. He thought Christianity was wicked because he'd heard all those rumors of Christians, you know, that they were incestuous, that they were cannibals, and that they were killing babies. But again, that just means... Uh, if the Roman Empire was accusing Christians of being incestuous, that they thought that because Christians were marrying their brothers and sisters, that is, in the Lord. They thought they were cannibals because every time they gathered, they ate the body and drank the blood of their Lord, their, of Jesus. So they thought they were cannibals. And of course, they thought they were killing babies because they were baptizing them. And in 110 AD, it was... So 40 years after the fall of Jerusalem, it was illegal in the Roman Empire to be a Christian. It's estimated that there were 50 to 60 million people in the empire at the time, and only about 8,000 of them were Christians. And that's the, that's the impact that Christians had in the empire at the time. Estimated around 8,000 Christians and close to 60 million in the empire. And they were so well known that Christianity was made illegal. And of course, uh, it was illegal to be a, be a Christian because Christians refused to consider Caesar as divine and they refused to worship the Roman gods. Refusing to believe that Caesar was divine was treason and treason was punishable by death. You know, you guys probably all heard the, the pinch of incense to Caesar. Uh, and Christians refused to do that. In 90 AD, Emperor Domitian in Rome began to persecute Jews and Christians by putting them to death. He eventually began accusing uh, anyone of his enemies uh, began accusing if anybody rose up as a political enemy of Domitian. He said, ah, they're Christians, even if they were not. And he did this just to get rid of them. But Pliny became the governor of Bithynia in 106 AD, and Bithynia is on the southern coast of the Black Sea. Paul and Peter were in Bithynia for a short time. And this was next door to Corinth and Ephesus, also where we have Paul starting churches and writing letters. Pliny and uh, Pliny and other important people in the city hated the Christians, and Pliny began arresting them and bringing them to court for committing the crime of being a Christian. Now at this time, Trajan was the emperor, and he wrote a law for the empire banning secret meetings. So the Christians were, of course, getting together, and the Lord's Day, the Lord's service was for Christians. They didn't have seeker-sensitive movement back then. Uh, the church was for the church. And uh, I'm sorry, Trajan banned secret meetings, and he also made it a crime to have uh, to have secret meetings with food. So Trajan was the one who banned church and also banned the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, which you may have feelings about some of our governments today. 
There were so many Christians in Bithynia that Pliny did not know what to do. So he wrote a letter to Emperor Trajan asking for his advice. And Trajan was the emperor of Rome from 98 AD to 117 AD. And so Trajan, while he's waiting for a letter back from Trajan, Pliny had two slave women arrested for being Christians, and he had them tortured. Now he he put ropes on their arms and legs and pulled, had them had those ropes pulled until their bones popped out of place. He used a device called the claw that would gradually cut more and more into them in many places. And when this was happening, these two women began talking and telling Pliny everything that he wanted to hear, like where the Christians secretly met for church and worship. They told him. Pliny wrote another letter to Trajan saying that Christians don't seem so bad after all. He tried to figure out why it was illegal. They obey our laws better than everyone else, he said. But since it was a crime to be a Christian, Pliny decided what he would do. He didn't understand why it was a crime to be a Christian, except from not worshiping the Roman gods. But since it was a crime, Pliny thought it was his duty to punish them. So he found out where the Christians were, and he arrested them. And his plan was, anytime he would arrest a Christian, he would ask them three times to deny Jesus. They get three chances. And after the third time, if they were still loyal to Jesus, then Pliny would have his soldiers immediately execute them. Uh, they had to deny Jesus and burn incense to a Roman god or to Caesar, and if they did that, they would be set free. I bet pe people were afraid to tell others about the gospel, huh? But no, they weren't. Christians uh, were condemned to die in many terrible ways. They were crucified or burned alive, gored by bulls, fed the lions and leopards, and so on all for the entertainment of the citizens. The empire of Rome was afraid of people whose first loyalty and love was to Jesus and not to the Caesar. They were afraid of people who were willing to die because of their faith and love of another king. Now, some governors like Pliny did this to Christians, but many other governors throughout the Roman Empire just left Christians alone. And by 150 AD, there were more than 30,000 Christians in the empire. So, uh, 110 AD, 8,000 Christians, to 150 AD, more than 30,000 Christians. And then by 250 AD, in the middle of the 3rd century, it's estimated that there were over 1 million Christians in the Empire of Rome. And just remember, it all started with 11 apostles in Jerusalem. Now, one of our heroes in history is a man named Ignatius. He was a bishop, a leader of the church in Antioch of Syria. Ignatius was alive when Paul was spreading the gospel and planting churches. And Antioch is where many Christians who fled Jerusalem, in the book of Acts, when they fled Jerusalem, went to Antioch. And it's the place where the church is first called Christians. It's the fourth largest city in the Roman Empire. So Rome, the city of Rome, Alexandria, Carthage, and then Antioch. And Antioch is where Ignatius was bishop. In the city, the people worshipped Greek, Roman, and Syrian gods. But in Antioch, uh, it again is the first place that the Christians were called Christians, Acts 11.26. Ignatius was the bishop there for over 30 years, but he was arrested and sentenced to die for being a Christian. He was to be put to death by being eaten alive by wild animals in the arena at Rome. So he had to travel from Antioch to the city of Rome 
He was placed in chains, and he had a guard of ten Roman soldiers who brought, brought him to the capital city. He wrote letters to the churches while he was in his chains and on his way, and we actually have available to read seven of his letters yet today. In one letter, he wrote this to the church. I'm already battling with beasts on my journey from Syria to Rome. On land and at sea, by night and by day, I am in chains with ten leopards around me, or at least with a band of guards who grow more brutal the better they are treated by me. However the wrongs, they do make me a better disciple. He was brought to the arena, to the Colosseum, and there he was martyred under Trajan's reign. Now, one of Ignatius' disciples was a man named Polycarp. And Polycarp lived in Smyrna. He was born in the year 69 AD, one year before Jerusalem fell. And Polycarp knew the Apostle John. And some think in Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 to 10, that the angel or the messenger of the church of Smyrna could actually have been Polycarp, the bishop there. Polycarp was the bishop of the church in Smyrna. He could be the pastor referenced in Revelation 2. And he was the bishop there until he was martyred at 86 years old. In 155 AD, during Hadrian's son's reign, Antoninus Pius, Polycarp was arrested for being a Christian. A violent mob gathered a bunch of Christians, including at least one young boy, and they threw them to wild beasts in Smyrna. But the violent mob, of course, wanted more blood, as these stories go. And someone in the crowd apparently decided, if we want to get rid of all these Christians, we should go for their leader. And this is when all the Christians should laugh, <laughs> you know, to, to stop the spread of Christianity, to, to stop the growth of the disciples of the church. Their plan is to go for the leader. Uh, that, didn't, that didn't end so well the first time they tried it. But someone in the crowd apparently wanted the leader of the Christians in the city of Smyrna to be put to death, and that is Polycarp. Polycarp fled the city, which isn't wrong. It's okay for Christians to run, but he was caught by the soldiers. Before the soldiers took him away, he asked if he, and the mob was there too. So he's being arrested by the soldiers. The mob followed, calling for his blood. And he says, before you drag me away, would you let me pray first? And the soldier said, yes. And Polycarp dropped to his knees and prayed for more than two hours. <laughs> and when he was done with his prayers, some people regretted arresting him altogether. But they brought him back to the court of the proconsul, and he offered Polycarp a deal. All you had to do, Polycarp, is say, away with the atheists, and you can go home. Now, the Roman Empire called Christians atheists because Christians were the ones who said that the, the Roman gods, the Greek gods, the Syrian gods, they're not real. And so they're just idols, they're empty. If anything, there's demons behind them, but they are no gods. And so Christians were called atheists. But Polycarp, in a turn of phrase, of course, replied, I, I didn't away with the atheists. It's Polycarp is talking about the Romans. They're the ones who deny the true God. Then the proconsul said, now deny Jesus, and you can go home. And Polycarp says this, For 86 years I have been his slave, and he has done me no wrong. How can I blaspheme my king who has saved me? Now this is 
uh, a good point for uh, for you pedo baptists for those who baptize children polycarp said that he's been a slave of jesus for 86 years and he's dying when he's 86 years old he's belonged to jesus his whole entire life he's baptized as an infant the pro council of course ordered polycarp to the, be to be executed and the method this time was to be burned alive however the fire failed to burn him and so a soldier stabbed him after polycarp died the number of christians in smyrna doubled in only 10 years remember what i said earlier about when the hostile world says i know how we can get rid of christians let's go for their leader well they went for the leader and the number of Christians in Smyrna doubled in 10 years. Now, there would be more martyrs. Uh, there will be more martyrs as the church continues to grow, of course. And the doctrinal issue at this, this time in the first century was who is Jesus? Was he God? Was he man? Or was he the God-man? And the doctrinal issue, issue will be something to bring up in another episode. So here we are moving through church history as we follow the faith of the martyrs and the growth of the church in the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm.